Welcome to Rise with Anita Vita. I'm your host, Anita Vita, master medical Qigong teacher and healer. I'm so grateful and thankful you're here with me for another live episode. As always, this show aims to amplify women's voices, have them share their stories so that they are a ripple effect of healing in this world. My next guest is the lovely, lovely soul sister of mine. I've brought her back before. You know, she came on the show before, and due to our heart-to-heart -heart conversations as of late, I thought it was just so appropriate to bring her back on again. She is the founder of Canvas Pilates. She's a classical Pilates teacher specializing in prenatal and postnatal Pilates out in Point Roberts, Washington. Please help me welcome the beautiful Marsha Rosales to the show, everyone. Ready for you, Marsha. <laughs> I hope she didn't drop, guys. Hi. What's up? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> So good to be back and to see your lovely face. Thank you, sis. So good to have you back and to see your face and your <laughs> amazing <laughs> studio. Because this time it's like all lit up with the plants and yeah, right with the windows. Come I together. love it. Yeah, yeah, sis. So let us know. You know, tell us what mm. has you know. I know how how you know transitioning into. The winter months, especially in now, having your second baby, and really inspiring me, like to let women who are expecting or who are moms now also building a business, mm -hmm. to share really you know your process and how you're embracing all of that. Wow, <laughs> where do I begin? <laughs> um, I think the second time around, the first time around. I had my first child when I was 39 and I felt like my body was completely different. Like I was practicing yoga, Pilates, I mean, till I was probably eight and a half months, eight months and with no problem. And now that I am 42, it's such a humbling experience because now I really had to let go of the self-judgment that I've had, um, or that basically I started judging myself because my body wasn't able to do the same things that I did when I was pregnant 
four and a half years ago. So it was really eye-opening. And I think this whole journey with having a, you know, a four and a half year old running around at the same time being pregnant with your body changing, the dynamics have of pregnancy have brought so much more, I guess, wisdom into my life in terms of um, how I'm approaching things, how I'm approaching my business. Um, it's really been humbling because I've really struggled. I really struggled with how am I going to push, you know, I mean, as an entrepreneur, as a person who's growing their small business in this small community, um, I was putting so much pressure on myself to get everything that I wanted done, to keep pushing. And my body was just becoming to the capacity for my body was just too much. And so I think that for me, for this pregnancy around, it's really about honing into or tuning in to what my body was telling me. So just really becoming humbled by the whole experience and just doing what you can, right? Mm -hmm. Because at this yeah. stage in your life, especially when you have so much going on with family, I mean, parenting, growing a business, you could only do so much. And especially without any help, I mean, you know, my mm -hmm. husband and I live here. We don't have any close family around. Uh, we do have a community of friends, but, you know, we don't really like bothering people. Um, and that's the other thing that I've also had to learn is learn how to reach out. Um, but it's hard, right? It's almost mm -hmm. like you're, you know, you're, you really have to kind of learn how to work together to make, to make this stage in your lives easier. So for me, it's, you know, really getting the support from my husband where he can and vice versa in order for us to both grow our business and at the same time be the parents we want to be and also prepare for this new life that's about to come into our lives. <laughs> so, yeah, really tuning in and really listening to the body, I think, is so important and really releasing any kind of self-judgment and expectations. That's so important, right? Because, mm -hmm. um, and it sounds like everyone, there's this theme of every high performing woman that I talk to share exactly what you've just shared right now, not to push so hard, mm -hmm. how to do everything at, at, still at the level that we like it to be at. Mm -hmm. and still be fulfilled and satisfied in the work that we're doing and, and in, in all areas, right? And being a wife and being a mother mm -hmm. and being an entrepreneur. And, and you said humbled, like this experience really humbled me. Can you explain, mm -hmm. you know, can you share with us your meaning behind being humbled and how that's in this situation, um, what you mean by that? So for me, humbled meaning, um, obviously, I felt like I was, you know, in tip top shape, I like to be, you know, part of the A team and uh, really push um, 
myself to do the things that I was so used to doing, right? Like four years ago. And, you know, whether it's physical, mental, whatever it is, you know, my to-do list, I, I just like to be able to run the show the way that I think it should be run. And now it's um, being in a different body, I feel, at this age, you know, about to give birth, totally different dynamic from when I was pregnant before with no other child. It was just really myself and my husband. So for me, humbled meaning just, wow, like how much has changed in the last four and a half years for me. And it doesn't mean that I'm failing or that there's mm. anything wrong with me, but it's really about embracing all the change that has come since then. So it's having, you know, a life like a four and a half year old running around who's so energetic and wants to be engaged with. Um, and now just really dealing with what there is in front of me. So not looking back and saying, oh, well, I had it so much easier then and kind of being disappointed at the present, mm -hmm. but really just embracing it all. Like, hey, I have a healthy son, you know, we're in this, um, you know, we're in this space together and um, we're in a different stage in our lives. So how do I be my best self without, mm -hmm. and I think for me, and I think we spoke about this when you were on the phone, how um, I started feeling the postpartum depression hit me early, mm -hmm. right? Especially mm -hmm. before I had baby. And I was like, what is this? And again, and I think it goes back to myself really, um, you know, judging myself and labeling myself as, oh, I'm not good enough or, oh, I you know, my life is so much harder when, yes, it is in a way harder, but at the same time, it's just different. It's just mm -hmm. kind of, you know, where I'm at in this journey. So. Thank you for, for sharing that. I can mm -hmm. see how you're accepting your journey as a, as a process and an evolution of you and that you're completely present with it. And I like that you pointed out how you got into gratitude about, well, mm -hmm. here I am, this is where I am now. This is, you know, Ren is, is well, he, he's healthy. So is your husband. And, and I think it's really important. And that's why I like that you shared that to not feel like you have to go, like you liked yourself before and more bet like that you were better before mm -hmm. and yet really see yourself aging like fine wine along with your yeah. wisdom <laughs> along with your I know Most you can't have days, wine right, right? Now. yes <laughs> with your emotional and mental right state and uh, or state and I know a lot of women need to hear this right now mm -hmm. and you sharing that especially in adding a role as a mom and yeah it's like man this is just another version of me and it looks like you're falling in love with it more and, and understanding that role better. Yeah, for sure. 
Mm -hmm. So before I deep dive into even more about how your process is and how you're reaching out to others, mm -hmm. I'd love to just take a quick break to say thank you yes. to our amazing sponsors for today. So just sit back, sis. What's up, family? I am Anita Vita, Master Medical Qigong teacher and healer. I believe that nurses deserve to be nurtured as much as they give. As a high-performing woman myself, I coach women how to overcome chronic gut pain so that they have total freedom in their life through their practice of medical Qigong. In 2011, while working as a nurse in the post-anesthesia unit, I experienced severe burnout and it expressed itself as IBS or irritable bowel syndrome. Discovering this practice allowed me to eradicate this gut disease completely and naturally through meditation alone. The slow mindful movements of medical Qigong are potent and transformational recalibrating your cellular structure by cultivating your body's natural energy and healing source called Qi. Today I coach and empower women to achieve the same result through private and group programs, workshops and retreat experiences to awaken you to your truth and be the highest version of yourself. If you're still in pain, you've tried everything and you're sick and tired going from doctor to doctor with only prescriptions and strict diets as solutions, fear no more my friend because you have found me. Send me a message right now at anita at nacionvira.com and we'll get you to rise out of that pain guaranteed. Mafe Management is a company dedicated to empowering individuals and businesses in entertainment, special events, talent management, content creation, digital and traditional marketing, and public relations, and working together to turn their dreams into reality. Get one step closer to elevating yourself and your business by contacting hello at mafemanagement.com. Let us empower you. Now let's get back to the show. So when you were talking about, you know, recognizing these signs of postpartum depression coming early, um, what was, you know, what were your first steps in, in your awareness to, to do something about it? So my first steps uh, happened, I guess I started, I, I felt like I was spinning out of control. So some of the emotions that I felt um, or how it manifested for me was a lot of irritability, uh, a lot of just deep and strong emotional bursts that were really affecting how I was communicating with my husband. Uh, communicating with my son and it didn't make me feel good at all you know and it wasn't until one day where um, I'm not sure if uh, a lot of you know how postpartum comes on but it just seems like for me it would just come out of nowhere and the feelings were getting stronger and stronger and so one day I was sobbing in the morning having to take Ren to his school and I was trying to explain to him that I wasn't feeling good because I didn't want him to think that mama was crying because of anything that he did right and so when I was trying to explain to him that you know we have our good days we have our bad days and it's okay to feel sad and 
I really want him to, I wanted him to witness me for who I, who I really am and all the emotions that I'm going through, not just like this happy-go-lucky, you know, mom that you try to especially put in front, you know, you want to put that front like in front of your kids, you know? Um, so I wanted to explain to him what was going on with me and that, um, you know, of course I, I wanted to feel better. So on our way, I was just crying so much and I was trying to explain and I literally almost ran us into this ditch and it was so scary. I had to swerve the car and he was just like, mama, what's going on? What, what happened? And it broke my heart that he was alarmed in that sense that we were both endangered. Um, and so it was at that point that I was like, okay, enough is enough, you know? And I started seeing a therapist um, and she knew about my postpartum because I had postpartum with Ren after he was born mm. uh, and found out from my OB that it can actually, the onset can be earlier. So before you even have baby. So most likely if you did have postpartum, then it would probably repeat itself. And then there's a research that's been done that supposedly, you know, older or women who have their, babies later in life, like after 35, it seems mm. to be affecting them more. So anyway, I just started reaching out. I just started, you know, I, I felt ashamed because it was something that I wasn't proud of, that I didn't want anybody to, um, to know about me, right? Especially even in my small community here, uh, you know, you're, you're afraid to be judged. You're afraid to be, um, you know, uh, labeled as any kind of like psycho or whatever. So I just, you know, I had to just release that, release all those negative things that I was thinking and just reach out because I was sure that I'm not the only person going through it. And um, yeah, so that's when I started reaching out for help. So seeing a therapist and really trying to build a toolbox full of things that would help me get through um, those times where I felt like I was falling deeper into this black hole, as I would call it to my husband. <clears throat> yeah. And sis, thank you for sharing that because mm -hmm. I know it takes a lot of courage to ask for, for support, especially if you're just so used to being self-sufficient, right? Like you don't have family there and you mm -hmm. live in a, a pretty small, you know, a small town. And, mm -hmm. and while that, you know, that feels good in the moment, but I, you know, it, dynamics have changed since like pandemic. And so you had to just really be at the best that you can be for both of each other, right? For both of, for you and um, your partner, right? Your husband. Mm -hmm. And so, and the whole family. And mm -hmm. so I'm glad that you reached out and that mm. you're recognizing to be, you know, to reach out to therapy. Like there's so many modalities and there's so many resources out there. It's, it's, there's a whole plethora, right? It's like, just, just take, take the action to, to go do it and right. to remind ourselves and that's where all the judging happens. It's with ourselves. Like, mm -hmm. oh, it's okay 
to ask for support. Right. That's why they are there. Mm-hmm. These are, you know, everyone's an expert in their field. And just because we're no longer at this ideal, you know, the, we, we, share, we create this ideal of how our life should look like at a particular age, right? The life plan. Yeah. Mine's out the door. I don't have one anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you start doing meditation and you discover connecting to self and spirituality, Mm -hmm. we think like, that's a sham. Like, what is this? And where did I get it from? (laughs) Right. And, oh, I'm glad you're okay. Matt, you guys, when Marsha called me, I was like, wait, what? Like, I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder how many, when I heard her story, I was like, how many women are feeling this way right now? Mm -hmm. So alone, trying to keep it, I hate that line, right? Just keep it together. Keep it together. Turn off your switches. You know, you know how to do that mentally. And I'm like, no, we must emote. We must express our emotions. We need to. not keep it in. I think when we're bottling it and then um, uh, creating stories in our head, that's mm-hmm. really detrimental, right? That's already just inviting so much chaos in our mindset and and which in turns like affects everything else, our behaviors right. and how we treat each other, how you talk to yourself even, and then just go in that spiral, like you said, and right. just be stuck. Almost like a, it sounds like a tornado, right? Where you're just in the eye of the storm and everything's just going crazy. Right. No one's there with you. You're by yourself. Yeah. And then you're like, what do I do? Right. How, so since then, now that you've had like therapy on board and I know you've recommended some amazing, you're reading too, you know, I know you shared a few book or two with me. Mm-hmm. How, how's the process been? It's been a lot of trial and error. So um, I think also with the postpartum depression, um, as you know, like when you do your inner work, there's a lot of trauma that we don't realize we have, right? So trauma that we're born into from ancestry, uh, trauma that's happened to us when you're younger. And what I learned is that we can't separate that trauma from who we are, but we can rise above it. Mm. And so through my journey, it's been a lot of trial and error because it involved doing a lot of deep work, like a lot of self-reflection on, okay, um, for example, interacting with my husband. Uh, We would get into these, you know, arguments or squabbles, um, if he would say something to me, which his intention was completely different from how I received it. But for me, it was really doing the hard work of just pausing Mm -hmm. and, and just trying to figure out, okay, well, how am I responding to that comment? Is it because of a trigger that is based from a trauma or pattern that I've had for many, many years, right? Or how, especially with our culture, we, you know, I just remember growing up having these parents that you have to just respect, right? You can't talk back, you can't emote. <laughs> that was one thing. You couldn't really emote, you, you couldn't um, 
you know, it was just tantrum based. So it was that trigger mm-hmm. of this emotional outburst and how I dealt with um, not feeling like I was being heard. And so I think all of that has made me become who I am in terms of how I respond to my husband, whether it's my husband or my child or whatever. Mm-hmm. And just really becoming self-aware of those patterns and just learning how to deal with it like one day, you know, taking taking it one day at a time, like really just trying my best in each and every um, scenario that I have or that I encounter and not judging myself because all of that is a part of me. And I think that's what's really helped me heal is that I need to continue to forgive, forgive every day. If I may not do it the best that I can today, I'll try again tomorrow. And I've been teaching that to my son, like when he has these outbursts too, because he, you know, he's in this, um, you know, animalistic brain right now. So a lot of it's just blurting things out or, you know, emotional this. And, and it's like, how do we calm that down and, and let him know that it's okay. And, yeah, it's okay. You know, we get frustrated at them for not listening or for having these tantrums, but mm-hmm. I always tell him, yeah, like, let's try better tomorrow, you know? And, and I think that helps him because he's like, okay, there's tomorrow we can try. And so I try to do that for myself as well. Like I may not be perfect today and I may not respond appropriately, but how can I be more aware so that I can improve myself for the next for the next encounter or um, interaction. So uh, the trial and error, I mean, it's, you know, between the counseling that I get um, and then just really navigating what seems right for myself and then also how it affects my family. So the counselor did recommend to go on some sort of medication, antidepressants and all that. And as you know, I'm I don't like taking Tylenol or anything like that. So it was really about communicating all the options with my husband and really trying different solutions. So, you know, acupuncture is something that I truly believe in and I feel like it's been helping a lot um, as well as uh, uh, I've been seeing a traditional Chinese medicine doctor because I really wanted to know why there's there's always a cause for these chemical imbalances that are happening in the body. And so when I saw this traditional Chinese medicine doctor um, out in Vancouver, she had said that my body was completely depleted because of, of how I birthed Ren. And because I hemorrhaged after giving birth mm-hmm. to my son, I was already deficient of so many things. So there's a lack of, I guess, that balance in my body. And so I have a lot of internal trauma from the first birth and how can we get back to recalibrate to a healthier state. And so I've been taking these herbal supplements that honestly, I don't know if it's the placebo effect, but it's really brought a lot more um, balance in like how, I, how I've been feeling um, with the postpartum. Like I feel like I'm a lot more even keeled. I'm a lot more um, able to control certain things and just really trying to 
make time for myself to connect with people because like I said to you on our conversation, uh, we always think, I mean, myself, I always think that everyone's busy, everyone has their own life. And, you know, and then especially for me, it's hard for me to get on the phone because if I'm not working, then I'm, you know, in, you know, with in the presence of my son, right? And so it's so hard to get that time away. And then by the end of the day, it's like, you're just exhausted. So really carving out the time to even five, five minutes to text someone or reach out to, you know, friends going for a walk uh, has really, really helped me because, you know, it's, it's made us, it's made me feel comforted knowing that they also go through the same things. You know, it's not always, you know, smiles and rainbows. <laughs> no. And um, so, yeah, I think connection is, connection is so key to just healing. Connection is key to healing because mm -hmm. so many people are going through their own struggles. Yeah. Yeah. Well said, sis. I know, I, I love that you said connection. Mm -hmm. is 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 healing and it and is key and mm -hmm. i agree because we're all one anyway <laughs> and right. it's tough to do anything by yourself you know um just recently <laughs> a shout out to sifu if you're listening so my master teacher like when you know he's my mentor and he said anita you don't have to be hardcore all the time <laughs> <laughs> and i was like what <laughs> I don't know why I do that. What is it at the end of the day? Why is it that I want to do something so hardcore? Like what quality do I believe that that's going to bring me? And the pattern for me is, and as a woman who's, and I know you for many years, Mar, how you're always so deep into, you're down with the inner work. And you guys, if this is your first time watching and you don't know what inner work and that reflection time is, this is what it is. It's when you ask those heart-to-heart -heart questions with yourself, like, where's that coming from? What do I notice? You know, and you're not mm -hmm. looking outside of an external issue or chaos, because truth is, we created ourselves. <laughs> so it's meant for us to teach, to learn something from it. Mm -hmm. So when I, when I, you know, I'm noticing you uh, accepting and embracing that more, like, uh-oh, like, in this time of my life, in this moment, what, what am I willing to learn about myself and how can I be an even better mother now mm -hmm. that I have, you know, one another on the way. Mm -hmm. So you're such a strong and amazing woman, sis. So when I say strong, I don't mean like there's two different types of, you know, one side of the structure, like as if you're weak, right? Like mm -hmm. strong in the sense that the opposite is like weak. That's not what I mean at all. It's like that's, that strength that's coming from courage and accepting your accepting and embracing this whole journey of you as a woman and as a mom is fascinating. And I think it's important for women to hear and recognize that their own story with their journey. Mm -hmm. So sure. I love you. <laughs> I just wanted to say, I love you for all that you're doing. Oh, and thank you. It's hard um, work. Take I the mean... time. Yeah. Yeah. 
And most rewarding too, though. Yeah. And I because think without that, it, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, um, no, please go. And I think without the inner work, uh, I felt like I was almost trying to be just, I was trying to avoid it. I was trying to avoid all the volatility, mm -hmm. right? So that, that uncomfortable space that you feel like, ooh, I know mm -hmm. that about myself. That's not great, you know? And, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, you try to just push it away when in essence, it's like, okay, it's here for a reason. And how can I, how can I fix that? Right? Yeah. And, but at, at the same time, it's a part of you. So how do I just accept and forgive that it is a part of me? Right? Mm -hmm. And so that's still, I'm still, you know, obviously learning that, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard because it ain't pretty every day. <laughs> right? Girl, it's look. like tears and, but it's real. It's so real. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I think that's why it's so wonderful to be here again, because I think just sharing that alone, um, you know, it's hard. It's, it's almost, you know, yes, a part of me still feels embarrassed and, and, you know, afraid of judgment. But at the same time, I know that there's so many people out there that are going through the same thing. They're in the same boat that are like trying to juggle like 10 million things at once. And, and just honoring that there is a, you know, a side of everyone that we're all not, you know, each of us are not proud of and that it's okay because we're human. We're on this earth for a reason. And, um, and there's just so much to learn. So why avoid it? Right. Why, why, why try to just live and, um, and be this, and I guess like for me, it's almost like not really being authentic, you know, if I, mm -hmm. because I'm a Pilates teacher and because, you know, I love to heal people through movement, um, you know, it's not, it's not like I'm untouchable. I am, you know, I, I heal people, but at the same time, you know, you also need self-healing, right? Mm -hmm. Just like everyone else. So, Yeah. Oh, wow. So much since mm -hmm. the last time I just saw you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> what does radical self-love mean to you? Radical loving yourself unconditionally and just being, and again, it's about forgiveness, 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 forgiveness. Hmm. Um, and just knowing that every day is a new day to start over again. And uh, yeah, it's something that I truly teach my son. Like it's, it's all good. You're like, yes, you know, you're going to make mistakes. And, um, but you know what, it's, you're going to learn something from that mistake or that decision or whatever. So yeah, I would say for me, it's forgiveness. Mm -hmm. That never goes away. It is every day. Mm -hmm. that's the that's the work and the, that's the work that we keep going it doesn't ever stop yeah for sure well thank you so much sis for coming back again 
and sharing this side of your story. I know that everybody who is listening in is receiving the medicine from your words in this moment as they watch you, as they listen in. I know it's healing so many, so many women who most need it tonight. So I thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. So happy so to wonderful. see you, sis. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank I appreciate you. you. Thank you so much for tuning in again tonight. I hope that this episode and listening and hearing Marsha's words have left you with a lot of insight. And as always, if you know somebody who needs to hear her story, please share this episode with them. And to continue to follow me, to to like and subscribe. So as always, everyone, I appreciate you. I love you. I root for your rise. See you next. See you. Gosh, I'm just like so overwhelmed with a lot of emotion. So I will see you next week, everybody. Take care. Bye. Be the rise. Need to be the rise.